Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. This is another episode of Green v. Gold, a podcast where we compare, contrast, debate, discuss the top grossing film of a given year versus the Oscar winning best picture film for that same year. I'm one of your hosts, Cliff Dennis. You can follow the show at Green v. Gold on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, blah, blah, blah. Uh, check us out wherever you found us today. Otherwise, our other host is... Mark Berry. You can follow me on Twitter at Hoodie and Tie. Cliff is at the Cliff Dennis. And whatever number episode this is, one sixty-two? Question mark. Probably the shortest warm-up before uh, we start recording. So this could be <laughs> this could be good, or it could be not so good. It just um, it leaves everything for the show. All the banter before <laughs> <yeah>. we <laughs> normally There's- start recording. Yeah, we're not we're not working into anything. We pretty much said hello and do you want to do this? Yes, let's go. Yes. So um, yeah, and it, and it's also if I may uh, divulge, maybe too much. <laughs> we're pretty much doing this one on the fly. So oh yeah, um, I think I think that we both. I won't speak for you, but I also will speak for you. I think we both really enjoyed these movies, um, but there weren't a ton of prep. Or there wasn't a ton of prep going in. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, I think it. I think we've said this before on the show. It's, it, you know, first of all, you know, we apologize to the fans for, you know, normally the hours, endless hours of preparation that go into a battle episode. I, we apologize that, that normally that's the case and it's not there today. But, <laughs> but that also it's... It's almost more difficult to do the categories and do the preparation when you've got movies that you really like or that are like really mm. good. Cause I'm like, I started preparing for this and I'm like, I, I honestly don't know. Cause it's like the movie as a whole is great. I don't know the particulars of like who I choose for each one of these categories. There's a lot of options. Depends on like if I wanted to get like super academic about it, I guess if I chose like a, a thesis for like, you know, which I guess is probably what I should be doing in the prep <laughs> for like my main argument for why this is a good movie. Maybe then it would lead to better like choosing of categories, but there's lots of different ways you can interpret this movie. And yours is just pure like popcorn entertainment with some undertones too. So it's like, it's difficult with movies like this. Yeah. And another thing is uh, with, with Parasite especially um, and, I don't know if we said it, but the movies are Parasite and Avengers Endgame. Um, I don't know if I really was able to retain a lot of because it's it's a it's a foreign language movie, and I don't know if I was able to retain a lot of uh, character names or anything like that. Oh, so yeah. I'll be I'll be interested in seeing how um, some of that goes where I can put names to faces because I, <laughs> I almost I almost solely followed you- it the first time as like okay i know that guy i don't necessarily it's sort of how i watched the first like three seasons of game of thrones it's like right that guy i I know but i couldn't necessarily tell you his name good analogy that is a good analogy because it is (laughs) it's like um you and me both are gonna enjoy seeing how this plays out because (laughs) that is exactly the problem with this movie in terms of one of the problems with choosing the categories is like like I know your face and I know your, like in general, your character, but like your name, uh, eh, we're going to, we're going to see how that plays out here. Questionable. Questionable. I know this, we've got the Kim family and the Park family, and that's about as, as 
good as it's going to get with me. Um, but yes, this is episode 162, Battle of 2019, Parasite versus Avengers, Endgame, as Mark just said. Um, and so, yeah, my only banter for you today before we jump in is that maybe I'm, you know, well, I'm not maybe late to the game. I'm definitely late to the game on like f- I, my new favorite is Olivia Coleman. I was watching uh, <laughs> <laughs> interviews of her on Facebook um, on the Graham Norton show. And if you have not watched some of her interviews on the Graham Norton show, she is amazing. I love her. <laughs> yeah, she she sort of popped up in a few things where she was... She plays the queen in the crown for any, anybody who doesn't yeah. know who she is. And even before that, like, she won an Oscar for The Favorite. Right, um, yeah. Like, for Best Actress. And she she popped up in, in some smaller roles. Like, she was in Fleabag and was really good. And you, you would see her and you're like, oh, yeah, she's she's pretty funny. Like, I kind of like her. And then when she's given the opportunity to take on, like, bigger things, like... Like you're like, oh shit, she's actually is very good at acting too. What this <laughs> you you shouldn't be like this like this self deprecating and funny and like witty yeah um, in interviews or just like off the cuff and yeah. be able to do like great comedic performances and be able to do like great dramatic performances. Like you like what the fuck? What the she's, fuck, Olivia? You yeah. shouldn't be able to do all this. <laughs> And she's brutally honest in interviews, which I find bre- like a, a breath of fresh air and hilarious because Graham Norton was asking her about preparation for a role she had in uh, uh, BBC. Show. Maybe it was BBC. Maybe it was like it was one of the uh, British channels where she was an officer. It's a pretty famous show, and I'm it's blank. I'm blanking on the name of it because um, I feel like I watched it a little bit, and it was like what preparation did you you know put into that role and she was like well shit I should probably come up with something clever but no I nothing <laughs> I did nothing <laughs> like I, I I don't know I don't know and then she gets all flustered and it's it's just hilarious anyway yeah to be able to and I don't know how much if any of the queen you watched but that's not like a real funny role yeah. And she and knowing how funny she actually is and being able to be that reserved is yeah. I'm I'm a huge fan as well of Olivia yeah. Coleman. So hopefully she is just in everything from here on out. Like right. once we start right. once we start ramping up again with production, she just needs to be in everything. Yeah. And the show I couldn't think of was Broadchurch. Um really good show. Oh yeah. Another really one where it's not funny. That that I think that's probably where I saw her for the first time. Yeah, she's got these little. She takes a script like that, and it's like, it's and and um, I I only remember one of the main investigations for one because I think it was only like two mm-hmm. se- it was only like two seasons yeah. maybe, and one of the seasons was a like a boy who was murdered or kidnapped or something, and so it's obviously like super depressing and dark, and yet she still has these little light moments that it's like awesome that you need in a story like that. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, uh, well, and the only other banter I have for you is I went back and edited to post our last episode and I had to literally cut back my stupidity. I still left it (laughs) in, but like 
I let I cut it down to like five five to ten seconds worth of stupidity you, versus you scaled back thirty on the, on the stupid. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it is it is a fine line. Like we're 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 hoping to like get right up to that line of like stupid and endearing without right. like taking one step past and then to be stupid and annoying. So you know, it's some it's a it's a tough thing that we yeah. have to wrestle with all the time with this show. I'm also looking out for you out there audience, because you know, <laughs> if you heard the full length of it, not, not so good. You got, you got just enough <laughs> to laugh at me yeah. without being annoyed by me. Uh, yeah. anyway, so I made me think of that because now it's time to flip a coin. And I was all sorts of all over the place. The last episode on this category, on this topic. Um, well, do you want to flip it or sure. it's in the air heads? It is. It is ahead. Congratulations. Um, yep, I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off and go first. Let's do it. Parasite. Parasite. Best picture. The first foreign language feature to ever win Best Picture. Yep. Um, if you could describe it outside of what I just said, um, preferably in three sentences, how would you do it? Okay. So... <laughs> When the Kim family, when the Kim family's son gets an opportunity to be a tutor at a wealthy family's house, the rest of the family sneaks their way into their lives and, and grifts their way into their lives. That's the right word. Um, with different positions within the family. Uh, after taking advantage of the family for some time, they discover that the former housekeeper's husband's in the basement causing craziness. Um, after murder and mayhem, uh, the daughter dies, mom, mom and son get away and dad gets locked in the basement where the housekeeper's husband used to be. That, that's a really, it's very concise, like factual representation of the film, but leaves out all of the nuances. So I guess that's all you can hope for in three sentence summary, but no, yeah. I mean, you're just doing the summary as it yeah, is. So, yeah. um, yeah, I think there's so much that, more to it that I almost feel like stupid in giving it that three sentence summary. But God, no, it's even and, better the second and third time like watching it. There's always new, it's one of those movies where you see new things each time. Well, that's good because I, I haven't I haven't gone back to it a second time. Um, but I, I remember the first time just watching it, and you're you're waiting because it's so it's so tense. Like yeah. there's so much tension. But there, but it doesn't necessarily like crescendo. It, it, it's the tension to be like almost a suspense or like a thriller, like bordering on horror, like bordering on like a get out type of tension. But it never like yeah. clip, it never like crests into like horror. It just stays like, and may, and maybe, and who knows? Maybe that's another one of the like the class metaphors. Like it's just always there as as tension like it never gets better or resolves itself um but yeah this this movie was this movie was great what what um what did you pick up watching it uh a repeat viewing well there's just little little things between the family um the i'm trying to think of a really good example um which i'm which isn't going to be between the families it's going to be the the housekeeper and her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like, I don't know if it was because the first time I wasn't 
necessarily like staying super focused on the the um the dialogue or the the subtitles um and reading every single word maybe i might have like looked away and missed something and so um the housekeeper and her trying to endear herself to the kim wife and how shitty she treated her i was like um that i didn't catch that the last time so i was just like it just adds a different tinge to it because the first time i watched it i thought well damn that happened out of nowhere like the like just the escalation of of like hatred towards the housekeeper and her husband and the kim family but then i'm like no like she was actually kind of like they were trying like the housekeeper's wife was trying to work out a deal but they were like unwilling to work with them i mean mm-hmm. and obviously not to mention that she freaking like not intentionally but but murders her <laughs> so i mean <laughs> there's that but like she just is totally without empathy um the kim mom and uh and so then it's just like all hell breaks loose but at, loose after that because it's like i know you're saying that there's this like level of tension throughout but there are certain moments in the movie where you're like okay you you like you, the movie ends up in a place where yeah i guess you could be you could feel bad for maybe you could feel bad for the kim family um because of their life circumstances and this is supposed to be like kind of a uh metaphor or an, an analogy or a um uh I don't know, like mm-hmm. a, 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 you know, a story about class conflict right, right. and, and all of that an allegory, allegory. Thank you. Um, I almost said an analogy, but allegory about cla- ca- class conflict and, um, and yada, yada, yada. And so it kind of has that tone to it throughout the whole movie. So it kind of lends itself to saying, Oh, well, the Kim family's tough on their luck. And you know, this rich family that's oblivious to the world, like screw them, even though they've done like nothing wrong in the entire movie. And, um, but yet you still find yourself like being sympathetic to the Kim family. And then when I watched it again, I was like, wait, no, like they're not great people. Like, yes, they, they, like it's, yeah, they, they struggle, but at the same time, like struggling doesn't mean that you necessarily get something for nothing. Um, especially when you were given, opportunities to you know even in the middle of your grift like try to smooth things over with the former housekeeper or you know maybe treat the family a little differently and you could have probably you know suckled from that teat for the rest of your lives but you couldn't stop grifting more and more it's spoken like a true conservative oh god all right mark (laughs) easy Shots fired. <laughs> um, any, anything else that you wanted to hit on before we jumped into some of the the superlatives? The other thing was like the ending, I guess, um, because I still don't. I, I guess I I wasn't really sure what happened the first time I watched it, mm-hmm. and then the second time I watched it, I'm like, no, I think that he's saying he hopes that this happens, and it's kind of like a fantasy in his head. That he hopes yeah. he hopes he can earn enough money to buy the house, and then until then, you know, good luck, <laughs> Dad. Yeah. Um, and then I watched, or then I read something about the movie, um, and the ending, and the fact that the director slash um, co writer were saying that it's it is it, it is obviously a fantasy about what he hopes to 
you know, achieving his life and then buying the house to get his get his dad out of there. But that ultimately it's a fool's errand. Like he's never going to be able to achieve that. Mm-hmm. And that they, they did some math. The, the director did some math about like, you know, based on what they earn, which I think maybe is referenced in the movie, um, that it would take 546 years for him to be able to afford that house. So yeah, this is so da- happening. So dad's just got to hang on for 546 more years. Correct. That, I, I mean, that I, if that happens, it would be magnificent for a couple different reasons. <laughs> but yeah. And then I've read some production notes about it. That was really cool. Like they, they built that set, like both the Kim family house and the park family house. Um, except that the, for the park family house, which is the, you know, super nice, that's the rich family. Um, they built the first floor and then they put up giant like blue screen, like panels oh, yeah, yeah. above the house to be able to That house create. is really nice. I like that house a lot. Yeah. I wouldn't mind having that house. No, yeah, it'd be, it'd be okay. I'd be okay with it. Yep. Oh, um, so, and lastly, yeah, yeah. and lastly, the, I forgot, or I didn't realize that the trauma that the, the Park family's son had was the, the housekeeper's husband was like the ghost. And that scared him when he was a kid and caused him all this trauma. Oh yeah, yeah. I for, I forgot about that. I forgot about that too. Um, with and then with like the lights flickering. Yeah, and all, all the stuff. other stuff. Yeah. yeah, like that was that was a really cool reveal where you think they're taking you down one path of being sort of supernatural, and then it's just no. There's <laughs> there's, there's a dude down there. Right. Right. <laughs> Yep. What would you say is your favorite line? So th- this is where it gets interesting since this is a foreign language film. A couple of these categories, namely this one and I can do it better. I mm-hmm. have no idea what to do uh, because we're relying upon translation. And obviously that's not even what they said. Um, I'm just reading the translation of what they said. So, the- wow, so, so you're already, um, admitting to half-assing some of these answers like oh i thought we already did a true professional would still be doing and i can do it better in korean yeah oh i see i see yeah well uh the the best line is like a couplet Mm -hmm. um between two of the um two of the kim family members and this is where it also gets crazy because I have no idea what the which people these these names go to, like who, uh, Ki Ki Tak and Chung Suk, Ki Tak's wife. So I guess it's the hmm. oh, it's the it's the dad and the mom and the mom of the Kim family, the poor family. So the dad says they are they are rich but but still nice, and then the wife says they are nice because they are rich. <laughs> <laughs> So I just thought that was funny, and it's a good line because it kind of encapsulates. Yeah, the, it's the whole story. It's the whole story, exactly, and their attitude yeah, towards sure. them also. It's it's everything in one in one little couplet. The best scene. So this one was maybe the easiest category for me to choose um, because it's the scene that I remembered the most, and then when it came up in the second viewing, I was like, oh yeah, I still love this mo- this scene. 
it's when they're doing the f- the final grift to remove the housekeeper. So they, you know, the the son is the tutor, and he's the one that just kind of happens upon the job. They bring the sister in as a tutor to the younger son, which was also not terribly difficult, and then just lying. And then they had to get the driver fired, which brought in the dad, which wasn't too bad. They just put panties in the car. But then the housekeeper had been there for a while and was loved by the family. So that took a little bit more planning. So basically the execution of the housekeeper plan to get her fired was what I saw as like the best scene. It's this, it's this kind of cutaway to a bunch of different things going on. And so she's allergic to peaches. So they're like sprinkling the peach fuzz on her secretly and she starts coughing they lie to the mom and say she might have tuberculosis. It's still around these days, and it's very obviously it's very very contagious and very deadly. So you know it still exists. It could be that. And she's like, oh, it's just weird. So then they get a photo of her at the hospital, um, where she's just going there for her allergic reaction. But so then they they sprinkle hot like the the fu- I almost said hot fuzz. <laughs> That's another great British comedy. Uh, but, uh, she starts coughing again and then they use the hot sauce packet to squirt red hot sauce on the rag. And then the dad oh, yeah. pulls up the rag with the red on it. And then the, the mom of the park family like faints <laughs> and it's like, all right, she's out. Yeah. I remember that they're like, they're really good at like low budge oceans 11 type shit like yeah it's definitely not as high tech no but it's it's a similar idea and it's done in a way that's actually a deeper story which is pretty cool um yeah and i I guess i guess a a deep allegorical oceans 11 is something that would be kind of up our alley and we would hope would win best picture so that was that was cool too yeah yeah all right so who do you have as the MVP? So, no good options here. <laughs> it's very much an ensemble cast, and everyone plays their role, and it's very and it's very well done as like as a whole group. But I, uh, I'll go with Kim Ki Jung. It's the daughter of the Kim family, not only because. She's super hot <laughs> and I had a crush on her, but she also, <laughs> uh, but she also is the one that dies, um, in the Kim family as a result of this grifting. And she's also like super chill most of the time. And like the only one that's like, doesn't get all worked up about stuff. Like the, the son is always like freaking out and the dad is, um, kind of a piece of shit. Like, Oh, who cares about having a plan? But she seems a lot smarter and like, um, than the rest of the family and like more talented. And, um, she's the one that like makes the fake transcript and, and some other things. And yeah, she was just, she was just pretty cool. And she like downs a bottle of tequila. So I appreciate that too. (laughs) I liked the, um, I liked the son also where he keeps saying like, Oh, it's so metaphorical. And I don't know if that was, I don't know if that was a, um, a word that doesn't really translate yeah. and metaphorical is like the best they could come up with in English. Yeah. 
but it but it, it fit so perfectly. I remember in that the, line in the story. Like he, they just keep talking about it. And actually, wasn't it his buddy that does it? And then the um, the Kim kid starts repeating it as mm. like to try and like be cool. I don't know. It was um, it was another one of those that I thought worked out really well, even if it wasn't necessarily the intended. Yeah. Uh, the intended line. Yeah. Um. So you gave us the MVP. Where are you going with the LVP? So this one, I had no idea, and then it came to mind during the show, so thank God. <laughs> but I think it's uh, I think it's Kim Ki-woo, which is the... No, that is incorrect. It was actually Chung-suk, the mother of the Kim family. Um, Clearly. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why that was as big of a debate. Um, ahead of this show in my head <laughs> because <laughs> after I thought about it, I'm like, wait a second. Like, yes, they were given small opportunities to like, just kind of continue to grift without causing any problems. But then like when they were given an off ramp, um, she did not take it. And then she kicks her down, kicks the house the former housekeeper down the stairs, which sets off the chain of events, which the movie like ends with her, like, you know, her husband being locked, her daughter dying, husband being permanently locked in a basement, and her and her son, her son almost dying. Like, I forgot that, like, he gets his, like, freaking head smashed in by that damn stone that they were carrying around the whole movie. Yeah. Um, and um, and they end up going through a trial and getting, like, probation. But, yeah, so th- it's all, tough. like, it's degrees of bad with the Kim family. <laughs> yeah, tough break. Tough yeah, break, tough break for her. Yeah. Where are we going um, for the best shot? So uh, this was also kind of difficult because there's not a lot of like grand, you know, either cinematic shots because it's low budget. And actually, surprisingly, for being like like a low budget or like kind of a semi independent movie mm-hmm. kind of um, deal that there's surprisingly not a lot of like super artsy kind of, of shots either, which I kind of appreciate. It's like, let's tell a really good story. And we, if we can get a couple cool shots, then great. But like, this isn't, we're not going to go out of our way to do it and then kind of distract the audience. Like thinking that we're, you know, trying to be cooler than we are. And so anyway, as I was looking through shots in the movie, I came across this shot that I sent you um, of the Kim family enjoying themselves when the Park family goes uh, on vacation. They're all there drinking their booze, eating food, and just hanging out in their living room. And it's this, it's this, um, not, it's like a medium wide shot, I guess, is what it would be, or a medium shot, where it's got the four of them sitting at the table having their drinks. And not to mention the fact that, like, I love the fact that it's got his translation like the subtitle there too (laughs) yeah which i'm like that even makes it better even though that's not normally what goes into like what a best shot is but in this case yeah it definitely plays a role (laughs) it plays a role here where it's like he said he's saying this is pretty classy (laughs) yeah that that's such a great scene too and then isn't that uh when it's raining and the housekeeper comes back for the first time and yes so this is literally yeah this is literally the end of of the positivity of the grift 
and everything yeah. goes downhill from there. <laughs> oh yeah, this this is a great scene, and then this is the tequila chugging scene too that you yes, uh, that yes. just made you fall head over heels. Yeah, she's great. So who stole there? There's a lot of stealing going on in this movie, <laughs> but if we're talking Literally. about just the scenes, uh, who stole the most? Um. So. I, I feel like the dad is like mm-hmm. kind of this kind of goofy guy that like kind of knows what he's doing, but like expressly says in a scene with his son, um, when there's a flood and they're, and they're having to sleep in the, in the school, like, or gym or whatever it is, um, on some, on some, um, mats or whatever that he's like, you know, I don't, you know, we don't need a plan. You know, pe- these people had a plan and where did that plan lead them? They like the best plan is no plan. Like then you're never upset. And, <laughs> um, and so, and he always has these like little moments in the movie that are like really funny. Um, like when he's talking to the, the, uh, the father of the park family while he's his driver and, and he's getting all worked up about like making sure the grift happens by, uh, talking about the, the housekeeper or something. And, um, and he's like looking back and talking to, uh, the park father and the park father's like eyes on the road, eyes on the road. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. And then the fact that they all smell. And so he's like, Oh man, we're gonna have to like all use different, like we're all going to need to use different, uh, uh, like laundry detergents. Yeah, because it's such a distinct that that's so there's so many like subtleties that that go on in this that are just that just take it kind of to the next level, I think. Yes. And and he takes a moment during one of the family scenes in their in in their house where they're eating uh pizza or something. I forget what they're mm-hmm. eating. And he's like, "Let's let's give uh thanks to like the like the park family and, um, and, um, you know, his son's friend who gave us this ability to, you know, um, to get this job and, and also <laughs> to the Wi-Fi, to the Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, I kind of feel like if you were going to punt on, I can do it better. You did a pretty good rendition of that translated right there. Uh, yeah, well, let's just package that all together and call it a day. <laughs> okay, great job. You can do it better. There's, there you have it. Parasite. Yep, yep. Um, I'll do the. Any, I'll do a couple of sentences from the son's closing narrative. I'll, how about that? Yeah, yeah. Please. Um, let's see here. So it says, and it turns out Germans eat more than just sausage and beer. What a relief. Passing the time down here, every, or I guess it's the father. Um, mm-hmm. Everything starts to to go hazy. Today, at least, I was able to write the, you this letter. If I send out this letter, if I send out the letter this way every night, maybe someday you'll see it. So long. So they're both Brutal. trying to, yeah, both trying to communicate through the through the uh, use of Morse code uh-huh. um, with the light switch and. That was pretty funny. Yeah, this rough, it's rough. Like, it's it's about as like sad and poignant as you can get for 
characters that have been like scamming and cheating and stealing for the whole for the whole movie right right so yeah that's parasite so mark avengers literally the opposite budget of parasite (laughs) end game yeah it's a little bit a little bit bigger budget i have to say though if I tell you the budget for Parasite in uh, Korean money, it may it may blow you away. Little is it okay? Go it, ahead. Twenty point five billion. <laughs> wow, twenty point five billion. I mean, it it really shows in how nice that house is. Yeah, yeah, or eleven point four million U.S. dollars. <laughs> That's insane that it was eleven. That it's that it was that. Um, it doesn't look low budget. No, not at all. Like they made the most of that budget for sure. Like everything is bright. Everything is like new and shiny. Like, yeah, that's, man, that makes me like it more. Yeah. Anyways. The one. Yeah. This, this This... movie, um, cost, cost a little more money. Yeah. At this well, point, when when you get to this stage in the game, um, with like literally the end game, <laughs> I think money um, for production is basically just like a made up number. It's just like, oh, how much is this going to cost? It costs what it costs. <laughs> like you, have, you have so many, you have so many giant movie stars, so many effects. Everyone has to like kind of get treated in some sort of way that serves the actor or uh, even if it's at the expense of the character it's just like oh yeah we're whatever whatever this is going to cost is fine because ultimately you know this is going to make not one not two almost three billion dollars worldwide so i kind of think that it's a decent investment regardless yeah and also having like a thousand graphic designer special effects computer yeah. people on there like every every second of the movie has like five people assigned to it to like color correct and add the special effects so this movie cost 300 an estimated 356 million dollars wow Opening weekend in the United States, it made three hundred fifty-seven million one hundred and fifteen thousand seven dollars. So, I know that I know that like all the marketing and stuff goes into it as well. So you right. can't say it's a one-for-one one, like they made their money back. But from budget to box office, like they they were working on like P and R week two of this movie being <laughs> out, which is. Which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think it's what, like, you usually double the budget to figure out the marketing budget? Yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure. That's that's also a shitload of money. Wow. Yeah, to spend on marketing? For sure. Um, but yeah, so regardless of this, dis- the disparity between the budgets of these movies, <laughs> you still are only allowed three sentences in order to summarize it. Um, and we will be on an equal playing field. So if you could do so in three sentences, how would you, could you please? Yeah, this, so Endgame picks up where Infinity War left off and Thanos has just wiped out half of all living organisms 
in the universe. The Avengers kill Thanos, but realize that the damage has already been done and they can't undo what he has, all the havoc he has wreaked. They come up with a plan to go back in time and retrieve all of the Infinity Stones. It works, but also past Thanos comes to the present and there is a giant war the culmination of which Iron Man dies. R.I.P. Tony Stark. <laughs> and uh, Captain America has to be old for some reason. Yeah, Captain America <laughs> decides he, he's over it, and once he returns the stone, he uh, just stays in the 40s. And kicks it with Agent Carter, and you know, everyone lives happily ever after. Yep. So, any takeaways on the new viewing that you didn't yeah. notice? This, I it just strikes me like this movie is so much better than it has any right to be or any uh, need to be. Like at the, at this stage in these movies you can just wrap things up with like giant effects and battles and and don't get me wrong they do that but it's also like every everything plays on each other um in all of the movies leading up to this and they sprinkle in a few new characters so you have like fresh interactions mm -hmm. and even even out even with the old characters you have them paired up into um into different into different duos and groups like rocket raccoon with tony stark oh or yeah thor with uh the guardians of the galaxy like there there are just so many good and and it really comes down to how well they cast a lot of these roles um but there are just so it's just so the dynamics are so good. Um, Scarlett Johansson's awesome in this. Like this, this movie really could have been nominated for Best Picture, and I don't think anybody would have been like, really, right, right. So yeah, I I, I loved it. I I'm sure that I will. This will just be in the rotation of rewatch movies, and I'll be like, all right, well, I'm gonna fire up Endgame again. Like it's it's long, but it's. I was good, gonna say, is it, it and is it, it three hours? Drag. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it it doesn't drag. Um and it's it's um a lot of that's due to some of the humor, which I'm sure that we'll get to. Oh. Shall we? <laughs> shall we shall we get to the humor in one of the best lines, which is the next category? Um Yeah. <laughs> Unless you had any other thoughts. No, no, no no more thoughts. Um I think I thought that was as good as time as any to transition. Yeah, no, you're you're right, and and I, like we said, we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants as far as what we choose for the winners of these categories. Um, so I'm I'm trying to decide. Like I have some like overarching ones that I think will fit into different spots, but I don't know wh where to put what. So um, it, the best line isn't going to be comedic. Best line is going to be the um, the goosebump line that. Oh, still okay. Every time, like every time you 
every time I hear it, or sometimes I'll even you e- just even say it I wasn't yourself. Writing, even though like I wasn't writing notes, I was thinking about what I would pick for some of these, and I got like goosebumps just thinking of it. Like it's it's um it's in the final battle. <laughs> Everyone like the um, the Avengers are getting their ass kicked. They're they're doing everything they can, but they're just coming up short. There are just too many people, too many people they have to fight, and it's just not going well. And all of a sudden, you start, then... to, hear, like, <laughs> you start to hear some like some of the crackling. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, he said, "Hey, hey, hey, Cap, Cap, it's Sam. Can you hear me?" And then and then the portal opens up. You get um, Okoye, Shuri, and T'Challa walk out. And you're just like, oh shit! And then yeah. you hear like uh, on your left, and then Sam the Falcon flies in. And this is when you see this in the theater. This is when everyone starts to applaud, like yeah. everyone coming back from. Oh, the staff. people lost their mind. <laughs> yeah, and then you, and then it's all. It all culminates with uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America, saying, "Avengers." assemble and it's the first time in any of the avengers movies that he says this line and people lost their goddamn minds <laughs> it was it was so good um I, and I, I almost like as good as that line is the on your left was with and then falcon like just soars like through like was another huge applause line and um so yeah i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with one of the serious ones as opposed to um any of the comedies, at least for best line. Okay. Okay. Um, which I didn't, I guess I never realized the fact that, that he didn't say that line in all the other movies. No. Um, and the first time it was in, um, so infinity war age of Ultron was the second Avengers movie. And that is the one. I don't, actually, it might have been Civil War. So there, there are a lot of these movies where a lot of the characters are um, together. But it, it's assembling. At the end of, yeah, it's at the end of Civil War, and he's kind of the Avengers kind of uh, broke off um, with Tony Stark wanting to do one thing, with Captain America wanting to do one thing, and he he says the last line of the movie is Avengers. Uh, and then it cuts to the end credits. So ah. they they set it up, but they don't necessarily get there in Civil War. I see. And now going into the future, they're going to have the um, what are the name? What is the name of these? This group of people that they have to fight next. It's like the I forget the name of them, but um, some some new group of people that's like in. Avengers, like their Marvel, like stage six or whatever the hell they're on. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if there are any of the ones that are set up for as villains. I know that there are some new groups that are going to be that are going to be featured in some of these movies moving forward, but I don't know if there are any of them are like uh, die like cut and dry villains. Oh, I thought maybe they are part of. Oh, the Eternals. Uh, it, Eternals. Yeah. Those, they're not yeah. bad guys? I thought they were bad guys. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't think so, but maybe. Who knows? I don't know. You're, don't you're, know. I'm we'll somebody see. that knows nothing about this shit, so I have <laughs> no right to like sit here and talk about it. I'll stick to Star Trek. So, <laughs> and let's stick to the categories. Best scene. Yeah. So there, there are a lot of these, and I think most of them are um, 
funny with the different with the different uh, pairings, the different um, setup between all of the uh, all the characters that haven't interacted previously. One one that I really liked is when they attempt to explain how time travel works, mm-hmm. and it's uh, and they go through pretty much every every pop culture that has time travel, mm-hmm. and it's something that that I think that people talk about just in the periphery in in movies, um, like ah uh, well that the time the timeline is weird and that doesn't make sense as far as the time travel is concerned. I don't know if this, this does any better on the grand scale, but they at least acknowledge that it's like confusing. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and if you don't do that, then people are kind of looking to poke holes and it takes, it, it has the potential to take you out of it. Uh, so it's um, James Rhodes, who's Don Cheadle and then Hulk, Scott Lang, um, who is uh, uh, Paul Rudd, and they're all, and all of the available Avengers are talking about how this is going to work. They go through Star Trek, Terminator, Time Cop, uh, <laughs> hot, hot Tub, Time Machine, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Like so, they keep they keep going like through this whole list, and they talk about like how this all works. And this the the button on the scene is Scott Lang saying wait, so Back to the Future is a bunch of bullshit? <laughs> and they just kind of like look around and then it, it cuts to the next scene. But I, I think it's one of the reasons these movies do so well is because of these like moments of levity. And this one in particular is just something to address the inevitable questions about time travel that would probably pop up if you don't say anything. Uh, so it it not it, it was it served a dual purpose like it was a funny scene but it also um, it also just kind of was like come on this is a movie just just relax like yeah. it's fine time travel yeah um, <laughs> don't get so worked up it's time travel yeah. everybody everybody just goes with it no explanation needed yeah it's happened before it'll happen again just time travel come on yeah uh, so what about the MVP? I mean, this is where this has got to get difficult for you. Like, yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick someone that might not be obvious, but it is someone in the, in the original core and he coming off of movies that had been kind of boring, not necessarily good. And then surprisingly good. Yeah. The new version, the new version of Thor really makes Endgame. Um, he's coming off Ragnarok, and that was everyone's like, oh, shit, like, Chris Hemsworth is actually, like, really funny. <laughs> and it's it's another one of those, like, Olivia Coleman. You're like, this dude shouldn't be, shouldn't also be, like, self-deprecating and funny. Like, this is right. just, this is ridiculous. We need, like, it, it, we need to be able to hate you, man. Come on. Yeah. Like, can't be so, buff and handsome. um so he all these things he's taking it really really hard um of not being able to defeat thanos the first time and just goes back to new asgard which is um like 
sort of almost like a, just a fishing town and he's just getting hammered and playing Fortnite with his buddies. And you don't, you don't necessarily get the vibe of new Thor until, um, until you get to the scene, they're trying to bring him back and his big, like rock friend from, um, from Ragnarok, uh, which is voiced by Taika Waititi, who's like the director of Ragnarok directed Jojo rabbit. And, um, is just really funny. And he's talking to Thor. He's like, Thor, he's back. The kid on TV just called me a dickhead again. <laughs> and so Thor has to take his like headset and is yelling at this kid about how he's going to strike him down with the <laughs> of the gods. And, and, and then you get the, the Hemsworth versus Pratt scenes of like, Oh, well, Peter Quill, Chris Pratt was like the leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy, but when Thor's around, it's just like a different level of charisma and like yeah. masculinity. And um, so he he makes the movie. Not only is he does like a great job in the fighting and all that, but he also is probably the funniest person in this movie. Which going mm-hmm. in or when Thor came out was is not something you would have guessed. Yeah, yeah, that was you're talking about like when he's got the belly and everything like it, that, yeah. that whole like section was like wholly, wholly unexpected and awesome. And just, uh-huh. just a nice little touch. Yeah. And he's just, just drinking. That's yep. it. He's like, just drinking beer, <laughs> drinking beer, playing, playing games, playing Fortnite. Yeah. Just killing it. So, uh, so what about the LVP? There's an obvious choice, but but an obvious choice. <laughs> yeah. I, man, I don't know. I, you sort of have to pick Thanos, but also like Thanos is the scene stealer. And I guess he can be both because it's what we talk about with, we talked about it last, um, last battle with Black Panther. The best villains, even in the comic book space are the ones where you're kind of like, look, I don't, know if i agree with how we got here but you do make sort of a you make an okay point <laughs> and and thanos is like that too where yeah he like murdered a bunch of people and wiped out half the galaxy that's bad that's definitely bad and there's no coming back from that you can't be a hero but if you take a step back and you're like <laughs> you know but also we are running up into a potentially a uh, depletion of resources. He yes. he could be onto something here. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll combine these should two. Have, should have gone the uh, the what was it? What was the Tom Hanks movie based on the books? Yeah, should have gone um, that route. Yep, the uh, like the Dan Brown like the, the Dan Robert Brown. Langdon. Yeah. Um, so let, we'll just fold in um, LVP and scene stealer because. Still, Josh Brolin, even though he's like a completely computer-generated character, Josh Brolin and the animation, like you just, anytime Thanos is in the scene, you're like, okay, well, you guys are all over here. I want to see what Thanos does. Like, it's still hard to not be drawn to watching the character, if if not agreeing with his methods. Yeah. <laughs> So, and you know um, he's just he's just chilling after it's all done, you know, in his cabin. He's not trying yeah. to like take over the galaxy. He's just trying to live no, his life. Just bring in balance and the Avengers like show up and they uh, like 
murder him. Uh, yeah, they murder him. It's like six to one, and he's just trying to like be a farmer and <laughs> relax. So, oh, man. Yeah, LVP and scene stealer uh, is Thanos. I'd say, how about this? S- uh, Thanos is LVP, and the animators are scene stealers. Okay. And Brolin. And Brolin. And Brolin. Animators and Brolin. Scene there you stealer. go. There you go. Yep. What about the best shot? You sent me an image. Yeah, so the this was just widely, when it came out, it was widely like pointed out that growing up or, or even today, like the middle page of the comic book is a lot of times um, like a two page, just giant, they call it like the splash page. And it's usually heading into a battle or something and they do it. They create a splash page in the movie like you have big Ant-Man, you have uh, Valkyrie and Pegasus, um, War Machine, uh, Star-Lord, Spider-Man. Like everybody's here, Black Panther's down there, Hulk. Everybody is running into battle, and it's this giant splash page that that um, is a shot in the movie, and it's it's really cool, and I think it's probably the most memorable one of the of the movie. I now that. You described the, um, was it the best scene that you were saying was the, or maybe it's the best line. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm all sorts of confused. Where the, where, well, I guess it's the best line because it's the Aven- Avengers Assemble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. like, I kind of imagined that could possibly be a, a great shot too. This is like shortly thereafter, mm, right? Yeah. This yeah, is yeah. like literally this is, following This is that. right after. Like, everybody just showed up and now they're about to go, like, yeah fuck shit up man great movie just a great movie (laughs) all right yeah they did a good job so with that much money i'd hope so although as as can be seen with Waterworld, the money a budget that is larger than any in history can also not mean it's going to be a good movie yeah that one might like with inflation and everything that still might be the biggest budget movie yeah, biggest one of the biggest flops or the biggest flop in history. So, uh, what about I can do it better? So, um, I picked a scene. I picked a Thor scene, and it's he's um, he's it's an exposition, and they do this really well too, where they they spew exposition, but they do it in a way where it's still kind of like funny. Um, so they're asking Thor to tell him about this Aether. Um, or ether, I forget how it's pronounced, but Thor is just like hung over his shit and sad and has this huge gut. And, um, and so, yeah, he's telling, he's telling you about it, but then he also like kind of flies off the handle. So, uh, so, it's, so, it's, so you're Thor. I'm Thor. Of course you are. Yeah. Am I everyone else? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's start with the ether. Thor, what do you know? Is he asleep? No, I'm pretty sure he's dead. Ah, uh, where to start? Um, the aether. Firstly, not a stone. Someone called it a stone before. It's more of an angry sludge sort of thing. So <laughs> someone's going to need to amend and stop saying that. 
Here's an interesting story, though, about the Aether. My grandfather, many years ago, had to hide the stone from the Dark Elves, scary beings. So Jane, actually, 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 Jane is an old flame of mine. Um, You know, she stuck her hand inside a rock this time, and then the Aether stuck herself inside her, and she became very, very sick, and I had to take her to Asgard, which is where I'm from, and we had to try and fix her. We were dating at the time. See, I got to... I got to introduce her to my mother, who's dead, and um, you know, and Jane and I aren't even dating anymore, so so these things happen, though, you know. Nothing lasts forever. The only thing that... Why um, don't you come over here and sit down? No, no, I'm not done. The only thing that is permanent in life is impermanence. Eggs? Breakfast? No, I'd I like a Bloody Mary. Oh man, Thor in this movie is great. I mean, he, yeah, he's sh- like he. It's like he should have his own movies or something. <laughs> yeah, and 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 that's what I'm excited when it uh, when we start getting back into like the actual like world again. Oh you yeah, know? yeah. Just just like the world and life and stuff. Sure. I think the next the next Guardians movie is gonna be Guardians and Thor, so it's gonna be Ooh. it's gonna be like. Cool. I'm looking forward to that because they had such a good dynamic before, and it, and it, now that we know Thor is maybe the funniest Avenger, and you go into like the funniest group, it's it's gonna be cool. Yeah. G Thor, G Thor. So that was it. That was um, that was Avengers Endgame. Nice. It's good. Well done. I don't have I don't have much else uh, much else to add. Great, do you wanna, great battle year 2019. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you want to do you want to see um, if you can yeah. wrap things up with a closing argument? Yeah, let's see if I can do that. <laughs> All right. Well, you're on the clock. Parasite is a film that has a lot going on in a very tight budget and a tight window of time. I feel like they used every uh, minute of the movie to kind of move the story along as well as make the overall argument about class struggle and rich versus poor, um, as well as tell an interesting story with a grifting family, um, versus this rich family. And yeah, it's a good allegory about uh, life these days and the world that we live in. 29.6. Really nice work. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Whenever you're ready, I will start. So this movie made an absolute ton of money. And even you could stop there and just be like, yeah, this movie made a ton of money. Made like the most money ever in all movies (laughs) of all time. Full stop. But it was also very good. And it was the culmination of some 20 odd movies that tied everything together and also set the stage for what would happen in the future. So the achievement is next to none and is great. I took I took your extra like half second. Right? Yeah, you did. You also took 15 seconds to just say that it made a shit ton of money. <laughs> Poor use of time, Mark. Poor yeah, use of time. I, that, it, it's almost <laughs> as if you could tell that uh, I, was, I was winging it. All right, folks, that's it. That's all we got. Episode 162, Battle of 2019. If you didn't watch the movies beforehand, sorry, we ruined them entirely for you. But you can still go back and watch them if you want. 
but yeah, that's it. We will uh, be back next week with a selection episode where hopefully I'm not entirely confused by the process of how this show has run for 162 episodes. So hopefully, that's it. Hopefully, though, we're not going to promise anything. No promises ever. That's it. Bye, folks. See ya. Bye. Bye.